Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from St. Louis is Cindy Morrison. Cindy is Director of Compliance at Post Holdings. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Speak Up Culture. She'll be speaking on the topic, Listen Up or Employees Will Not Speak Up, at the 2022 Compliance and Ethics Institute. First, Cindy, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and for presenting at the conference. I am happy to be here, Adam. Very happy to have you. So let's get into the topic. You know, a speak up culture is obviously essential to having a successful helpline. Uh, first, how do you know whether or not you truly have a speak up culture? Adam, that's a very interesting question because I, you know, after 18 years of it as a dedicated ethics and compliance professional, I had an aha moment about six months ago. Um, and that was, I learned uh, as a result of a DEI assessment survey we had done, most of our employees came back with, they didn't feel like we had a speak up culture. And that was the aha moment for me. And, you know, there's, there's a significant difference between whether or not you have a successful helpline and or you have that speak up culture. So being a dictionary geek that I am, I decided to go and really dive into what is speak up mean? What does culture mean? What are we trying to get to? And ultimately, it's really about having a respectful dialogue. And I think the second aha moment I've had is I often talk about, you know, the DOJ and the SEC and the federal sentencing guidelines can all tell us what we should have to have an effective program. And I've often said it boils down to the dialogue. Somehow, I never really connected that to the speak up culture. Well, I think that's a great insight you had there because I love that phrase, respectful dialogue, because really that is what we want people to have in the workplace in general, um, not just here, but in this situation, especially where people, you know, the person speaking up is obviously nervous you know, about what the reaction is going to be, knowing that they'll be greeted with respect. Uh, can make a huge difference. Now, what are some of the inadvertent things that can lead employees to not feel safe speaking up? Well, you know, we hear so much today about psychological safety. And, um, and I think we talk a lot about that in the DEI space. But if we just think about in the culture, in our workplace culture, it's, you know, it's not only about being punished, but, you know, people don't want to be humiliated. And so whether they're coming forward with simply an idea, a question, if they have a concern, or hey, what about, hey, I've made a mistake, are they going to feel safe doing that? So I think that when we um, we brush off our employees, um, you know, I work in the manufacturing industry, so I'm thinking about my my corporate um, employees as well as my manufacturing employees. And so, if we don't, when our middle managers forget to have or don't know how to have that respectful dialogue, and by the way, the way I define that is, it's not about reaching a decision; it's about reaching an understanding. So I think oftentimes it's that employees want to feel heard. And if, if, we, we're, if we're not giving them that environment, um, they're not going to feel safe. And they're not going to come forward with whether it's an idea, a question. And legitimately, we want them coming forward with those, but we also want to hear about those concerns. And certainly, if you don't hear about those concerns, it's, it's quite a problem. So then how do we build the trust? And I realize that there's several components to building trust always, but how do we show, first of all, that we're listening? 
Well, you know, I think part of that starts with getting to know each other. And as as you know, we, you know, our our workforce today is so transient. Um, no one's really staying anywhere for very long, or it seems like the, you know, a larger popula- population of people that are working aren't staying put. But I think it's like it starts with getting to know each other. Um, and you know, I've had to um, just through various leadership development things. I've always thought I was a good communicator. Um, what I've learned about myself is I'm not necessarily a good listener. So if I'm, for example, if I'm preparing my response while you're still talking, I'm not listening. And so we build trust um, by by listening. And, and we do that by active listening. Um, and it's not just the words that are coming out of my mouth. It's how I'm behaving and how I'm acting. Um, and so our people leaders have to start doing more active listening, um, they have to put that first, right? So part of that becomes getting to know the people on your team. So we're not talking about, you know, team building and and going to a rope building exercise. We're talking about just getting to know each other, having that dialogue. Um, If I reverse that, anytime I've had a new manager that I'm reporting to, I adapt my communication skills based on that manager's um, style. Not everyone's going to know to do that. So really the onus is more on our people leaders. That's, I think, you know, that goes along with respectful dialogue. Also one that's, you know, truly interactive. And like you're saying, I I think it's empathetic um, too, to be able to communicate that you're not just listening to the words that you're respecting the way the person is communicating them and, and what the underlying motives and emotions are. So how do we build trust that people will do something when an issue is raised? We have to show what we've done, right? So, you know, when we have to show in, for example, if I've heard you, then you're going to somehow we're all smart individuals and we will see that something's been done, whether it's, you know, first of all, I will say that we can be transparent without sharing all the details. So when I think about, you know, I think about reports that have come in through our speak up line, um, oftentimes something was done, but no one ever told the reporter. Uh, so we've got to be creative and find ways where we can show them. And again, it's going to go back to communication. So, for example, let's just say there was, you know, a policy violation, whether it was, you know, using a manufacturing uh, example you know, not clocking in or not clocking out or stealing time. Suddenly, if there's a communication, and I'm not saying, um, you know, just a written email, but like, let's just say at the start of every toolbox session, we review review something. Somewhere in, someone in that audience that reported something will know that we're trying to address that concern without us coming forward and saying that. And then obviously some of it's, you know, a little bit more, visual that we've done something for example if someone came forward with a concern and it was substantiated and the person involved in that no longer works for the company people will will know that i have learned um in all of our manufacturing facilities with more than 50 around the world uh, those are small communities with their own culture and 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 you know instead they're always going to have that if you think back to that telephone game and maybe it's not exactly what it was at the beginning of the conversation those conversations happen and 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 i think you have to think about those informal influencers and how can they say 
I know management took this seriously. Uh, but again, we build the trust by actually showing we've done something. And you raise an, an, a really good point there about all these facilities that you have is, you know, we tend to think about cultural differences across borders and not realizing that there can be differences plant to plant within the same company too, uh, and within the same country, because there's different histories, different people, all of those things, and you need to be mindful of that. That's incredibly important, especially when we're thinking about having an effective speak up culture. In the United States of America, in our plants, we have extremely different cultures, whether you're in the middle of Nebraska or you're somewhere in Minnesota. If we have to re be reminded that in the US, as more and more people migrate to the US or, um, you know, for example, uh, we have a lot of uh, Somali people who settled in Minnesota and I have a plant where 70% of the employees are Somali and you're bringing in a, a whole other world culture. And you've got to, again, as I spoke a little bit about learning to work according to my manager's style, we also have to learn to work within the culture. So there's, there might be an overall organizational culture, but then you have to respect the cultures at all of your different locations. Absolutely. Now, finally, and, and probably the biggest question, how do we build trust that there won't be retaliation since, you know, that's the employee's greatest fear? Well, you know, there's an old ar argument about can you train someone to be ethical? And I don't know that you can train them, but I will tell you that the, the key to building trust that there won't be retaliation is educate. You have to educate, educate, educate. And by that, I mean, you're going to educate employees and which is, you know, what is retaliation and who's protected and what is not prote protected. And then more importantly, give them, make sure they have every resource. So when I go out and I train, whether it's hourly production or corporate employees, we talk about, you know, like everyone does, go to your manager, go to HR, go to legal. But, you know, I make certain they know that based on what I've just taught them, if they believe they're being retaliated, that is when you want to use the speak up line or you want to be talking to someone in the ethics and compliance function. I take it a, a step a little bit differently when I'm educating people leaders, right? So as a people leader, I'm an employee of the company and I need to understand what retaliation is. But as a people leader, I have to look at it from both angles. What would be considered retaliation based on my behavior? And also how do I protect myself as a people leader? So educating them on if, if there is an investigation going on or you know that's not to put the the time to uh, put the employee on a pip you have to be working with hr so i will tell you on this one i truly believe that you build the trust by educating them on what it is where to go and then you also that uh, make sure that you can show where there is zero tolerance so we take every report seriously I almost take reports of retaliation personal because I think that is truly what erodes having a speak up culture. It's retaliation, fear of retaliation, whether it's real or perceived. It's that the company doesn't care and they're not going to do anything anywhere. And ultimately, in some cases, it's they simply don't know where to go. Well, and we certainly don't want to have a situation where employees for fear of retaliation don't call to attention a major incident. 
Well, Cindy, thank you for sharing these insights with us and agreeing to speak at the 2022 Compliance and Ethics Institute. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turltow from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.